everyone. This is Elizabeth Carlyle on Heal Yourself Naturally with Ayurveda. Thank you for joining me for part two of Weight Balancing. In part one, we began with the necessity of establishing routines as part of health and weight maintenance. The body loves routine. It becomes accustomed to patterns of a healthy lifestyle that provides support and longevity. I will continue with more discussion on journaling about hunger levels, but first, I would like to add some more about Ayurveda protocols for balancing our weight. We call them food sadhanas or sacred food, which means basically these are practices that will benefit the body's absorption of nutrients from the food and therefore will support the body's natural ability to maintain and balance appropriate weight. First on the list would be always to eat in a calm, pleasant environment. Loud noises, too much active conversation, too many distractions draw attention away from the food and don't allow our focus to be on satisfaction and the digestion of the food, just as we would never want to eat when we're upset. The body will not digest food because emotionally we are in turmoil. It's also important to note that if we're involved deeply and passionately in conversation, we tend not to focus on or remember even what we just ate. We should, in the best way possible, taste each bite. Consciously taste each bite. Is it sweet? Is it sour or salty or even pungent or bitter? Acknowledging the taste of each bite always brings more satisfaction. More satisfaction to the mind as well as the body. In addition to the smell, the taste, the texture of the food, we want to chew it to an even consistency. And that doesn't mean chew 50 times. It just means make sure there's adequate moisture that the food has already begun to digest in the mouth by getting it into a small portion. And always remember in Ayurveda, we say that food should be either warm, oily, or moist. Even two or all three of those qualities for better absorption 
of the food. As I said in part one, the two cupped hands side by side are the size of your stomach. And it's different for each one of us. So your hands together, side by side, are representative of the size of your stomach. Eating more than that amount in one sitting will overstuff the stomach and be very uncomfortable. We want to enjoy the food. We're not going to enjoy it if we're uncomfortable. Liquids are also an important part of the digestive process. If we drink too much with the food, it results in malabsorption because we are diluting the digestive juices. The enzymes which break down the food So in Ayurveda, we recommend only a half a cup of liquid with meals. Between meals, we can drink as much as our body wants. And good quality mountain spring water is undoubtedly the best choice since it contains all the minerals that have not been removed by any filtering processes. So natural spring water with high alkalinity. Liquid should also be consumed at room temperature or even slightly warm. Just think of our belly as a fire pit burning brightly in order to digest the foodstuff that enters. If we throw cold water onto that fire, what happens? Well, we we put it out. We need that glowing fire to burn and extract the energy from from the food and convert it into usable fuel for the body and the mind. In fact, Ayurveda considers the six tastes of food delivering different energies to the body. So the pungent taste, for instance, increases digestive action. It's purifying, reducing and dries up excess. Which foods are pungent? Well, onions, ginger, chilies, kimchi, mustard seeds, and most spices, especially black pepper, cardamom, cloves, and paprika. This pungent taste warms the body, cleanses the mouth, kindles the digestive fire, and improves digestive absorption and elimination. 
What could be better? Bitter is also a taste that is strongly that strongly reduces and purifies. It is a very strong detoxifier of the body. Examples of bitter taste include as many of us know, dark green leafy vegetables such as kale, arugula, and dandelion, the peel and the pith of citrus fruits and cranberries, which are one of my favorites, even cocoa powder, which is extremely bitter when unsweetened. Green tea is also bitter and antioxidant. Its antioxidant benefits are well known, widely known. In part one, I began discussing ways to monitor our eating levels throughout the day. I would like to venture a little further into ways to observe and evaluate our eating habits, which can better support optimal health and well-being. I think it is extremely valuable to keep a journal for a week or two. Two is even better. On what we eat throughout the day, the quantity of what we eat, the time we eat, and the level of hunger when we choose to eat. Zero being very empty or very hungry, five being comfortable without feeling stuffed, all the way up to 10, which is overstuffed and very, very uncomfortable. Any time we eat above a five, we are feeding the mind, not the body. The body is very happy if we don't until eat until we are at least at a two. And the body's also happy if we don't ever eat beyond a level of five. If we follow this guideline, our body will naturally assume the correct shape and stay at that shape or nearly at that shape, throughout a lifetime. Certainly, the body changes with the years. But it can always maintain a healthy, proportional size without excess weight. I'm sure you've often heard of those people who can wear the same clothes, the same pants, comfortably, that they did 20 years earlier. It's possible. 
and entirely natural to maintain close to the same shape. Weight shifts to different areas of the body, undoubtedly. But it does not have to be oversized or unhealthy. Women beyond menopause find that the omentum, that area just below the navel, enlarges due to lack of estrogen in the body. So the body makes up for this by creating more fat in this area to draw excess estrogen. So we will never have a perfectly flat belly after menopause. But it can be nicely shaped, attractive, and not oversize. So back to the hunger levels. If we chart the hunger level when we eat for two weeks, we will get a great idea of how much actual hunger is there when we decide to eat. It may be difficult to gauge the level at first, but if we keep at it, it will become easier and more clearly defined which level we are when we choose to eat. Each day may be different. One day we may wake up hungry, and another day not so much. Try to eat only when reaching a level two. If we are unsure about whether we are hungry or not, well, then wait 20 minutes and see if that actual hunger level surfaces. Often we are eating out of habit or just plain mental desire. What we are seeking is the goal of feeling light and eating what we like that is satisfying and nourishing to the body. But we should feel light. We want to welcome hunger. We want to look for hunger. Find joy in the fact that we are experiencing the body's signs and signals for nourishment. If one eats slowly, tasting each bite, not only is the meal more satisfying, but we understandably will feel that satisfaction and full enough so we can put the fork down and stop eating. Stop eating when satisfied. Ayurveda says eat until 75% full or thereabouts. It's time 
to not finish everything on the plate. If you're full, leave it. Even if others continue to eat and you're sitting at a table with others eating, just put the fork down and wait to note the body's signal satisfaction. All decisions are made in the present. What is my hunger level right now? How satisfied am I with what I have just eaten? Don't look for anything new. Just be in the present moment. If on an eating schedule with others, be there. Be among them. Just don't eat if the hunger level is not at a two. As I mentioned before, it may be difficult in the beginning. But we are training ourselves to recognize hunger. Personally, until I began this process of watching my eating patterns, there were many times I was eating without experiencing hunger. I didn't like it. I wasn't comfortable. And I knew that I was out of touch with my body. When I began to experience real hunger, it was a breakthrough for me. I began to actually enjoy eating. I found more satisfaction from the food than I had ever previously known. The whole process became a much richer experience. I wish the same for all of us. We want to enjoy food and the process of eating and nourishing our bodies. Please do consider charting hunger levels and food intake for a better experience with food. Be sure always to have gratitude for your food, how it found its way to your plate. The journey it takes to get there is worthy of our gratitude. My affirmation for today, my body clearly and simply sends me signals I can understand. Again, my body clearly and simply sends me signals I can understand. Please listen always to the body, your body. That's the key for long-term health and longevity. Thank you for joining me, and please join me next time. And blessings. Blessings.